Next time you say there's nothing to watch, watch a movie with the nothing. Hey there, boils and ghouls. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hollow Weekly Horror Podcast. Nick and George here with The Night House. Doing a little back back catalog cleanup. A couple of movies that went by us. This one had great reviews. 2021. It's one of those movies that during the pandemic, you can't place a year it came, came <laughs> No, out. Just no. Like, it's like 2020 to 24. We could figure out what year Killer Clowns came out before <laughs> before we actually nail. Totally. We nailed this I one I regretted down. missing this just because of the poster. I loved the the imagery when they were marketing it, but then I forgot it existed. So It kind of had the know. same colors and, uh, I don't know, kind of like grooviness of like last night in soho like they just yeah. kind of, they kind of have this like you know dream-esque kind of kind of yep. quality uh but if you're like us and you haven't seen it uh the night house 2020 2021 whichever you want to call it uh on shutter directed by david bruckner uh starting was it on shutter i thought we watched it at hbo max i let me look that up <laughs> i thought it was let's see here uh the night house but i don't you know i don't know who made it I think it's Searchlight, but I yeah, don't know what that means. Former, formerly Fox Searchlight. So it was, it was uh, HBO Max. Okay, man, HBO Max is pulling through. That's where we watched Killer Clowns. That's where we watched HBO Max is. It's definitely the best streaming app right now. I, I think so. Uh, but the movie starring Rebecca Hall, who I will, I kept thinking Rebecca Ferguson. I don't know why. Just kept throwing those two sure. uh, back and forth. Uh, Sarah Goldberg, uh, Evan. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. The guy who played Owen, <laughs> you have a crazy last name. I don't want to butcher it, but his Evan and then Vondi Curtis Hall. It was a good, great cast, great small cast, great small cast. Reminds me like Sweetheart, yes, right? Just a very sizable, like very manageable size cast, yes. And uh, I, I just got it. The first thing I just gotta say about this movie that I think is just the most impressive thing as I, as I pull up my notes here. Fifty thousand dollar budget. I I still you don't am, believe it. I'm only ninety nine percent sure that's right. Still, even though you read me the quote from the director, hey, just because I read from the director, I, mean, I believe it either. I, you know, that's they, it looks so good for for uh, a, um, a small budget. Yeah, if, if it, it definitely felt like a lower budget horror movie, but it felt like it felt like a five to ten million dollar budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like. I, I mean, I could have, I wouldn't have been shocked if you'd been like, you believe this movie was like only one point five million or whatever, about fifty thousand dollars. That is, it was mind-boggling for the entertainment value. No, because we were just talking about low budgets and like Joe Bob just showed, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. You know, last Friday we were talking about Blair Witch and um, uh, God, what was some of the other movies that came out with the low budget? Uh, not Host. (laughs) It was another online. I don't remember. I don't remember how a budget the host had, but I'm surprised that that was huge. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was that was a pretty big one. Um, but this movie, yes, the Night House. Like people want to call it Night Mother. <laughs> Night House. It's, it's I fell in love with this movie overnight. Has that ever happened to you? You ever watched a movie and just like straight fall in love with it? Think, I thinking about it. No, because <laughs> that happened to me. I, it happened to me slower with Personal Shopper. It happened to me like instantly with this movie for some reason. Did you not like it at first? Like what? What? What made it you wasn't fall? I not like it wasn't that I wasn't liking it at first. I actually was super enjoying it while I was watching it. It's just there are plot shenanigans that I think possibly take a lot of people out of this movie. I haven't read a lot of reviews of it, but I could see uh, I could see watching it and having a problem with a lot of the plot shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I sat with it that I realized that the plot shenanigans are actually not even a weakness of it. It's part of the greatness of what's happening here. This movie, this movie does things that horror fans always complain about in other horror movies so well, but it's quiet about it and it's not putting attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think it will get the credit it deserves for some of the stuff. I mean, just as one example, the idea of like telling your friends that some of the supernatural weirdness is happening to you and your friends not believing you. Yeah. This movie implodes that idea. The friends lock it the the one friend locks in right away even if she doesn't believe it she's super supportive and th- this is gonna be a huge spoiler review at the end she's the person who saves the day when was when, when have you ever seen a horror movie where like the friend 
that you were underestimating the whole time actually comes in and does like the saving move at the at the end. Like get out was the last time. Yeah, that's the that's the one that always comes I can remember to... it, but it almost never happens, right? So like this movie had a, a way of of taking horror clichés. The biggest one, the biggest one by far here is the stupid decisions characters make in horror movies. This movie is is the greatest, most exquisite handling of that I can imagine. I don't think you could do it better than what this movie did. It's just really quiet, so you're not noticing that it's happening. Right. Mm-mm. Let me give a quick mm-hmm. synopsis for those who for the for, story yes, of the movie for, yeah. the, for those totally. who for those who are completely blind because I went in expecting a completely different movie. I did you? Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it was called the Night House, so I assume some kind of you know architecture, you know, kind yeah. of weird stuff going there. Well, I mean, it is sort of yeah, um, but it's it's one of those like slow not it's not really slow burn. It's but it's not. Mm, it's pretty slow. You think it's, <laughs> it's you, pretty you, slow you would in the middle. Slow? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's not a lot of kills that you see. There are kills, Correct. but you're not seeing a lot of right. them, right? I, here, let's just do it like this. Slower, faster, same speed as Hereditary. Slower. Slower than Hereditary. Okay, I think it's same speed as Hereditary. But but that's... Uh, I that, didn't know that was an option. That's, <laughs> that's what I said. Slower, faster, same speed. Oh, same uh, same speed. Uh, yeah, that, I, that's what I think. I think it's the same speed as Hereditary. I think if you think Hereditary kept your interest, you, you could think this movie is really... Not slow, but if you didn't think Hereditary was fast, then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna. <laughs> with this you're, movie, you're in for a rough time. All right. So for those who don't know, reeling from the unexpected death of her husband, Beth Rebecca Hall is left alone in her lakeside home that he built for her. Which is a beautiful, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries her best to keep it together, uh, but then the dreams come, and the dreams are wild. <laughs> this is, <laughs> which is probably why I kept thinking of the last night. So, and doesn't she like fall asleep and she wakes up in the sixties or something? Yeah, the dreams are. She, I mean, she gets pulled through mirrors. Like there's Rose the Hat stuff going on. There is. Uh, and see, Rebecca Ferguson, mm. Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Ferguson. I mean, it's flip a flip a coin, dude. Uh, disturbing visions of her presence in, in the house call to her, uh, beckoning a ghostly allure. Whoever wrote this synopsis was great. They love they love these nice words. Uh, but the harsh light of day washes away any proof of a haunting. Uh, it's one of those "is it really happening?" kind of deals. Against the advice of her friends, she <laughs> she begins to dig into his belongings, yearning for answers. Yes, and she starts getting answers to. I think she probably didn't want to, <laughs> to, to, to discover. I mean, yeah, for sure. She, she was a go-getter in this movie. Sometimes a lot of movies like this where, like, you have to do, like, you know, there's always there's always the parts in horror movies where you're doing the research of the monster. You're doing yep. this. You're doing that. You're doing the investigation. Like, I was thinking of, what movie? The Box? You think of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> every was, every paranormal movie has the Yeah, and it's always it's always so boring yep. and, and it's so and it's you know, they usually go to some library and they get what is the what, what are those reels they put the news? The microfiche. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the microfiche. You grab you know, it's usually you know, they slide a couple of them bitches on and then right. you know, they you know, you see some family <laughs> with slaughter and it's real boring. But um <laughs> the character of Beth in this movie she was so smart and 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 very precise with, with her investigation and uh, even that one of the notes I pulled up my notes uh, from we were watching because I haven't done that in a while. I'm just right. writing them down. But the first one of the first things I, I wrote was this lady is great. Cool scene to show how she's managing the death. <laughs> like she's just a very go getter and dealing with the death in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. I thought they did really, really well. All, uh, all of it. I mean, it's just, you know, she's there eating, oh. you know, whatever kind of casserole someone made her. And then yep. immediately going into the next scene where because uh, she's a teacher and mm-hmm. it's the end of the school year and a mom comes in and she's like, you know, my, my, you know, Skylar. It's always a Skylar, I think. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Yep. Yeah, all interchangeable. <laughs> uh, yep. Didn't get the good grade. And the way she just dealt with the problem ahead of her while dealing with her husband's death, she was just like. You, what, you want to, you want to be here's a B and the mom's like what what you're saying is blowing my mind because it's true right but keep in mind that all her friends around her are treating like a slow rolling disaster yes they're all worried she's completely falling apart everyone Mel the 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 neighbor tells her you've been through way more than a human being should should endure recently like whatever mm-hmm. but you're like she's in charge she's a go getter she's solving problems she's doing like her she thinks she's a disaster. You think she's awesome. That's part of what's going on here that's amazing in this movie. Well, everyone everyone's telling Beth in this movie what she should be doing. Yes. And I that just rubbed me. Everyone's like, I'm "Oh, so glad you noticed you, that because that's my entire theory about this movie." Really? <laughs> yeah. 
Really? Yeah. That's literally my explanation for the ending. You just you just said out loud. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna dig that. Uh, but the bar scene was actually yes. interesting because uh, a lot of you know Hereditary was another one that dealt with you know the grief. So, yeah grief and someone it's dying. Yep. And what I liked about how the night house dealt with it is immediately uh, when all the coworkers go to the bar, mm-hmm. you know she's 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 drinking heavy. She's trying to you know just dealing with a, a lot. And the coworkers are all wondering, like, how, like, they're on ice. They're like, how much can we talk about? How much? Because they all want to ask her, you know, the hard questions. Mm, I don't know. They all want to ask her. Her Claire wants to steer the conversation away from this. Claire's the just, other friends. They want to. are picking up signals from Beth that she wants to talk about it. Yes, right? and and that's what I liked about. It. They're all at first in the beginning of the scene. They're all kind of like, how much can we ask? How much is appropriate? Totally. And then Beth eventually just kind of gives them the the go ahead. And then they're all like, so <laughs> your husband's death? Like you know what happened? You know, asking them about the suicide and how she's handling with it. And she's just an open book. She's like not trying to hide it, not trying to bullshit them. She's just she's giving not them trying the to facts. hide it, but she's trying to confront. Right. So like, so here's the, th- one of the amazing things in this scene, I, I might as well just do it now because it's the, what's the most common word on, on earth, on the planet, the single most common word, the, okay. Ah, close. The most internationally recognized word. Right. So there's no translations for it. It's just okay. in Every language. <laughs> right. Wow. So there, there are, Line readings of okay in cinema. And up to now, I had a secret list in my head of what the greatest just saying that one word could be. And up to now, the king or, you know, queen or ruler of it was Matt Damon saying okay at the end of Departed. So Mm. Mark Wahlberg walks in after all this time, all they're trying to escape death, points a gun right at him. And he's just holding the bag of groceries. He looks up. He's like. Okay. <laughs> Until now, that was my favorite okay, right? But in this scene, they ask her as they get closer and closer to like trying to cross what lines they see with like, what can we really ask? Someone asks, did he write a suicide note? And she says he did. And then she reaches in her purse and pulls it out. And it's got a little blood on it. And she, it's got her name written on it. And she just places it in the middle of the table of the friends. And they're looking at each other. And it feels like the Peloton commercial that infuriated everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, like, they're, they're, or the spoof of it when they were, you know, the, the, what Ryan Reynolds is after. But they come, they're looking at this note. And she wants to tell them what's in the note because it's puzzling. And they want to know what's in the note. But everyone is paralyzed. And she looks around the table. She's put the note out. She's taken the brave step. And they're just looking at her. And they don't say anything. And she goes... Okay, and just grabs the note and opens it. And it, her delivery of it is so like, I'll be the brave one. I'll do the work. I, I'm handling the trauma. I'm trying to solve the mystery. I'm doing the detective work. You guys, I gave you the signals that I want to talk about this because I need to figure it out out loud. Mm-hmm. You're having trouble picking up on my signals, right? So now that you finally picked up on the signals, I reveal there's a note that you asked about and no one's going to ask me what's in it. Okay. <laughs> and it's the greatest of all time of that, of saying what that is. The performance is magnificent. But you're right. That scene is just so great. Everyone And the lady next to her like, you keep it in your <laughs> yeah, it's got like that blood on it. Like, oh my god! Amazing, absolutely, absolutely Great not. Um, how scary did you, did you find this movie? Terrifying, terrifying. Interesting, I, terrifying. Like the the thing is, it's it. it I, I it's uh, this movie is so mind boggling to me because in in the end of the day, like when when accepting the religious element when you're running from Freddy, you're running from Jason, you're running from whatever they're trying to kill you and it might be unpleasant and it might take a long time, but eventually you're going to die. And then there's nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So they're all sending you to nothing, right? This is the ultimate horror villain who's in this movie and they do a great job with this horror villain. And (laughs) when the movie's over, like, I just feel like it, the movie won't get credit for how well it's handling taking on the ultimate horror villain. Like, this is the trump card villain. You can't beat this villain. Right? It's also one of the most badass names, the nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, <laughs> that's just, so, totally. like, beat that. Totally. Um, what do you think of the elements of this movie, just real quick? The sound design, the sh- the special effects, the shots of, like, 
the nothing in the door frames and the thing because the, the visuals blew my mind but what do, you, what do you think of the recipe of this movie dude they for fifty thousand. that's what i'm saying <laughs> like it's if you if you haven't seen this movie or you have just try to imagine like fifty thousand dollars right accomplishing what these what these cats did the sound design was amazing yes the cinematography anytime you do like those like optical illusion type things mm-hmm. of like you you know the nothing in the movie you only i can only describe him this doesn't make sense as like a monster you'd see in disney's fantasia like it right. just it just feels like this weird whimsical thing that materializes when you least expect it with the least expecting things like <laughs> like so weird like the first time you see him you know the uh, the door or it yes rather is when the door shuts behind her and it's just like this like reflection in the glass and you just see this like black little outline with like a, a speck of white light in its eye and it's one of those hereditary s things where uh, it's in the background and it takes you a second to be like what the hell is that and by the time you recognize it's that the nothing like vanishes mm-hmm. and it's it's it, that's why I think it it kind of reminds me of Fantasia almost a little mm-hmm. bit. Like there's something <laughs> whimsical about the nothing and the ways in which it materializes. That's so weird. That's so weird to me because I it's so terrifying because it's just an existential blank that's getting wider and wider through the movie. It's really small. Then the frames get wider. The creaking gets louder. And then when it finally comes for her, the whole house moves and shakes. And it just kind of roars. It's like a Doctor and Strange kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It just gave me the worst, like, sick feeling. But but whimsical <laughs> wasn't one of them. That's the thing is, I think... Not whimsical in, like... A, no, oh, no, like I, a but it is. That's what I'm saying is it's kind of a prankster. That, yeah. That's what I'm telling you is there's two things going on here. And it's fascinating that you're watching the one and I'm watching the other. And it's so, but so, like, if it, let's just hear it. Let's go to the end and because I think it's going to get us back to what the movie is. Okay. So if we go forward to the end, which I which the only podcast I listened to about this, which is one that I really respect, they liked the movie and didn't like the ending. They thought the last three minutes of the movie really fell apart. They thought it was kind of weak sauce, a little confusing, basically. Right. Uh, essentially, right? I, I couldn't disagree more. I just think it's like such a perfect execution of what was going on. But you got to think about what's going on is death fell in love with her. And the ending is the breakup, right? Mm. So that's why he keeps saying, come back to me. That's why he says almost like hurt to her, the nothing, the villain, says to her almost hurt like, you left me, right? Uh, He's right. he he got her on the other side, and then for four minutes he had her, and he 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 sort of fell in love with her, right? Which is why you get this creepy romantic vibe going At on end, yeah. throughout the whole movie, really, right? Because they're she's seeking it out. She's not running from this thing. She's going everywhere. She telling can him to like, it, hey, you know, right? if you're here, give me a sign, or right? Like that come out and see, come out, right? Come out from me. She goes straight to the other demon house, like. A couple times, right. right? By herself, drunk, like, like no fear, right? Because this thing can't hurt her. It never could. It never had a chance to hurt her. It was she was invulnerable to it. That's why I was trying to use her husband, right? All it could do is convince her to kill herself. It could hurt her through her, but it couldn't hurt her physically. It could hurt through other people that or turn gnarly. her on, on herself, but it couldn't do it to her. That's why she, you're safe now because it's just you. Now think about. The men can't help, which is why in the last shot you see her. Remember, the poster is a hug, the nothing and her yes. hugging, right? The last shot of this movie is Claire and her hugging. You see half of one of them, half of the other of them, while they hug it out really closely. Then she looks. There's the nothing trail kind of like coming through our door right now and also <laughs> coming off of the boat right towards the, the, the night house. Mm-hmm. And Mel is off to the side. He, he's like, what happened? He was there too late. He ran down the stairs too slow. He didn't jump in the water. He didn't make a sound. He didn't give good advice. He didn't help because she has to break up with the men, <laughs> right? But here's the the amazing thing. The way her performance, I cannot convey to you how exquisite this is to watch the way she did this in her performance at the end, right? Because the solve for this, to beat this demon, the nothing demon, it's sitting in the boat. And this, one of the saddest things I think I've heard in a modern horror movie is when she says, uh, when when she asks, is Owen, where's Owen? 
because now it's just the demon in the boat with her. This right. is the final confrontation, right? And he says, he's gone. But you knew that. So there's no afterlife. He's not guiding her, the ghost. There's no ghost of him trying to, like, caress her and give mm-hmm. her tips. She has no guardian angel. She has no, like, whatever. He's gone. <laughs> he screwed up, and he's gone. He's he's, gone. he's in the nothing. The men aren't going to help. You're not going to her, her. It's not going to come through Owen. Nothing useful is going to come through the male side, right? Mm-hmm. So she's sitting in a boat, one female, one man, right? They're sitting across from each other, and if they combine... She's she's going to kill. She's going to be part of nothing, which is death. Right. So he's trying to convince her to shoot herself. She's slowly turning the gun. And then it happens. The thing that you said that happened the whole movie, everyone telling her what to do. Mel telling her to stay off the path. Her friend telling her not to drink. Her friend telling her not to go back to the house. And what does she do every single time? Okay. Because she's good at that. Okay. And keeps going. Okay. And just ignores him. Right. She's just charging in. So what she does is at the end, she literally is like kind of combined with the Claire or whatever. I'm sorry. Before with the suicide part, she's turning the gun on her. And what she does is. The guy, the demon goes, come back to me. And she gets the tiniest little smile because that's where he fucked up. She's not going to do what anyone tells her to do, including him. Right, <laughs> right? Right, right? So right. as soon as he goes, come back to me, he's sitting there. She just smiles and she's like, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. I'm not going to do what anyone tells me to do. I'm going to do the opposite of what you all tell me to do. You just told me to shoot myself, so I'm not. So she puts the gun down. She's in this like weird, you know, fugue mental plane state. Mm-hmm. And and she solves the problem on her own, by her own strength, with her own lessons, not her husband, not her husband's guardian angel, not, not her friend. Not the guy working at the bookstore. Right? Her friend is the only one who can help. It was the only one who could help the whole time because she's practically helping in the world. She was sitting in the boat. Now think about it. You know, if you if you were watching that movie closely at the end, when she pulls her out of that boat, she thinks she's saving her, but she's not. She's just she's just waking her up with some water, right? right? Because she already put the gun down. She had already won. Yeah, it was already, already over, right? So her friend's line. not saving her. She saved herself. Because that was the only worthy thing that could have happened for this character. This is how good this character is. So that that's the thing is, I just think she broke up with death at the end. I think he told her, reunite with me, come back to me. And she said, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming back to you. I'm not coming back to Owen. I'm not coming back to anyone. I'm going to let Claire hug it out with me, right? <laughs> and, then, right and, and then when Mel looks up and says, at the boat, he goes, what do you see? There's nothing there. She's like, I know. <laughs> right. Which is the final thing, which is, by the way, the Greek mythology, whole Shakespeare thing. Like there's this great Greek story where the Cyclops gets attacked by, I think, Ulysses or Odysseus, however you want to say it. And when he attacks, he stabs the Cyclops' one eye out. It sucks to have one eye. Yeah, <laughs> Someone comes out of his bike. And the Cyclops is like, what's your name? And he say, before, he says, my name's nobody. So the Cyclops is running around to all his Cyclops friends. And they're like, what happened? He's like, nobody attacked me. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> He's like, who poked your eye out? You're bleeding. He's like, nobody. They're like, nobody poked you in the eye? <laughs> so it's that joke. It's every time this movie is like, nothing's after you. Yeah, nothing after you, right? Like right. that's the, but it's a reference to that kind of Greek kind of like thing. So anyway, I think I think this movie is her figuring out how not to be combined with anything that's not her, and to just go on. And that's why you get the Shakespeare to be or not to be soliloquy. I love the the scene in the bar when she, she her, her Claire is trying to divert from the suicide note part, and she's like you know, quote Shakespeare. And she turns to her and she's like, are you trying to cheer me up with Shakespeare's suicide soliloquy? <laughs> and her friend's like, oh, shit. I wa- oh, you're smart. That's funny. You know, it makes a lot of sense why you like this movie. It's got bookstores, it's got Shakespeare. <laughs> totally. it's got- but to be or not to be, that is the question. What does that mean? To be or to be nothing? Right. <laughs> right, that's this movie. Right, this, that's what I'm saying. Is She was deciding this whole time whether to be or to be nothing, and she decided to be. And that's the plot of this movie. Man. So that makes me like the movie quite a bit more. Right. That explanation. But what, just one thing real quick. So this nothing is, it. the thing is, it has no power on her, but it had all kinds of power over her husband. Well. And this movie gets really dark with what her husband does. And I think with what they had her husband do is the biggest problem this movie has. And now that 
we kind of talked through what I think the movie is. I'm curious when you think back on like whatever, the fact that her husband's basically a serial killer and some of the other things where you see nothing manifest or whatever, does it seem different 100%. under that theory? It feels, it feels a hundred percent different. One, huh. one, I agree with the, with what you said, like that to me feels like the best explanation for everything that the movie's about. Like, obviously. and doesn't turn her into a crappy character who married an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because the other theory is that her husband is what, what's the other theory? The, the one we just watched. Uh, the, well, they're, they're, the only thing that they were trying to explain from what we watched was that the husband was trying to throw off the nothing through building a house that mirrored it and right. based, based off the text that he had read that he could, do certain things to survive, have Beth survive. One of them being building the house that mirrors it to confuse it, but also bringing in a women. reverse floor plan house, reverse right. floor, floor plan to house. trick the demon into. Right. Yeah. And they had like a talisman in there that also kept, which, was creepy. which looked really great. Kind of like Blair, Witch almost, uh, but then also giving death, uh, women who looked like Beth, right. Uh, death, Beth, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> totally. Easy to remember. Uh, that looked like her to try to like please him. It's almost kind of like if uh, Death and Final Destination had no game. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of like what this movie is. I love that log line. Bit. I love that log line for this movie. And that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. Uh, I don't really have another theory or like anything that I read. And most of it, there wasn't really theories like that. It was, they were a lot of people were just trying to break down like what they saw in front of right. them. Uh, they didn't really have any like bigger explanation like you did. See now in in my explanation, my feeling is the ex- basically accepted the Reddit explanation of this movie. Right. If, if 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 I could sum it up is that it's kind of what I'm saying, that the nothing's a demon that kind of got attached to her when she when she died for four minutes back in a car crash when she was yeah. young, and now, like you said. The difference is, to me is, in my theory, Owen could actually be a completely crazy serial killer who was in love with her, but also just lost control and was right. a serial killer, right? Um, and was possessed, obviously, like whatever, but completely compromised. Um but in the other theory, he's really just in love with her. He's a great guy. He's trying to protect her. And the demon makes him do awful things. Right. And I just don't think that works. Because like we discussed, he has the worst plan in the history of all horror movies. This Right? Like his plan is to sacrifice lookalike women of his wife to a demon periodically when he can't trick it with his house. And then when giving it eight or 10 women that look the same, doesn't solve anything. He decides then to kill himself, mm-hmm. which also doesn't work. Right. So the, so he unnecessarily kills maybe a dozen scores that's the, of women. That's the, that's the one and then that... himself all for nothing because it, she's still stalked by the nothing thing the whole time. Right. So that never sat right with me. That, that never sat right with me either. The fact that this entity is always after her, like it'd be like, you be like, you come up to be like, Nick, I think there's a hitman man. I'm like, Hey, I have a great idea. Let me jump off this building. That'll solve it. Right. And you're like, that that made I'm worse off now than I was before giving you that information. Right. Right. So that that part I I and I haven't really seen any people talk about like any theories as to like maybe the nothing convinced him to do this to get after her. Like yeah, yeah. which would kind of make sense. Totally. But for what this movie gave us that he did this as a way to protect yeah her. i think the nothing totally exists i just think that it's totally it's absolutely fine that it it possessed him and and used him in awful ways and and etc and it did compromise him like it did he can be a good guy trying to struggle against mm-hmm. uh, on the one side and just be this awful like whatever but there was too much involved to just be able to write him a pass there's just no way to write him past he's stalking people he's taking hundreds of pictures of them then there's scenes where he's like making out with them i mean you could yeah. just kill them right? yeah that's, like, the, yeah, that's the, right? like the, it, so that that part like i didn't the thing is i didn't i didn't need it for my theory so i didn't worry about that part because he could just be an awful person it doesn't matter right because the point to her was the point of the movie is her character not him there was way too much focus on what he was doing and whether he, what he was doing and whether he was trying to save it. i just think he's a totally incidental character <laughs> basically so that part is like a thing is mel in on it 
Probably not. No, and in the beginning of the movie, uh, they sort of set it up to where maybe he is, maybe he right. isn't. And there, there is a scene when uh, Beth asks him about like the house. Yes, and he knew about the house, yes. and so when you get that information watching the film, you're like, okay, maybe he knows more than he than he does. But it turns out he just he just kind of just wanted to walk in the woods with his dog. <laughs> Totally, but see, here's the the mind blowing part to me is let me let me throw a question at you. Okay, there are scenes in this movie where you see the full on mirror house, yes, with t- women in different rooms and awful things happening in the different rooms. Right. When we go to the actual night house, it's a shitty, half built shack in the woods. Yes. So what are we seeing when we see the? the good version that she's in with the Christmas scene and, and that stuff. Like, where are we? That I don't know. Right. Right. That's the problem is, but I, the, what I think is happening is, is that all of this is about who are you like the, so there's a gap between the two houses, right? The, there's the reverse house in this house. That's why you keep seeing the nothing between two things, a pillar here and a pillar there, or the, the boat here and the shore there. It's always between two things, right? It needs a bracket. Mm-hmm. You need a frame to see nothing. <laughs> right. Right? So, like, the demon house is what the demon sees. He built it with the idol in it, so all he needed was a basic sketch of the floor plan. So, like, you know how the demon's making Beth hallucinate? Mm-hmm. Owen's making the demon hallucinate. The, gotcha. Owen built something that that looks that way to the demon, or that's how the demon's seeing it. He just needed to build enough for the demon to be able to see that kind of stuff, right? So the demons—that's what the demon's seeing. The demon's seeing all this place where it stashed all these all these women that that had been brought to it and didn't satisfy it, and it didn't—he didn't get his his true victim back. Beth, he's being tricked, mm-hmm. like King Kong gets tricked when they try to like give him the wrong. They put a fake actress, at, you know, in New York when they have King Kong trapped and they roll someone out who's not the actual person that it's not Fay Ray or Naomi Watts or whatever version you want to talk about. And he just roars. He's like, who's this idiot? <laughs> who, who we got here? <laughs> right? So the demon's mad. But meanwhile, think about what's happening. You're seeing this glorious, be- beautiful house with all these murder scenes in different rooms. Mm-hmm. And... What is actually there is just a really crappy house with a whole bunch of horribly mutilated bodies uh, uh, under uh, the floor uh, yeah. under, in, in the cellar or under the ground or whatever. Right. So it's only glorious from what the demon is seeing. Right. And if if you think about it like that, then it makes sense that Beth is getting she the movie wants you to think she gets pulled through the mirror to the demon side. That's where she is when the, you see the two moons. And right. She's like kind of levitating, but she's really just in the boat. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the part where it all collapses in and it's in her head, but also not in her head at the same time. That's the it, this what I'm trying to tell you is the movie made it so that you had a character who who was going to make all these decisions we hate when characters making horror movies. It was going to go straight to the haunted place. It was going to go straight to the demon place. She was going to go straight to the cellar of the dead bodies. She wasn't going to bring a weapon. She was good. She was going to bring a bottle of brandy, <laughs> right? and, which you don't recommend when no. you're demon hunting is going drunk and unarmed. Right. And if you were watching a normal horror movie where someone was going drunk and unarmed to the killing zone, you'd be like, what are you doing? But everyone told her not to do it. So she went. <laughs> right. And the demon tells her, you're come back to me. And she does it. She's learned how to just be on her own. <laughs> that was right? one of the, the notes I wrote down that I liked it from the, from the, the nothing. It was, uh, uh, there's only me. That line. I was, that was a pretty, pretty chilling line. There's Very only, chilling there's, line. Only, there's only me, uh, just let go again. It's always right. this movie. This movie could be called, you know, uh, terrible direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also remember that I think the best like chilling line in the movie and they set it up so well is when she thinks it's her dead husband and they're sort of making out. We're getting like a little ghosty sex is about to happen. And then yes. she goes, she loses the feeling for a second and she goes, Owen. And he goes, no, <laughs> I'm not Owen. And it's like the the reveal in the visit when it's like, 
your you know the grandparents aren't the grandparents. Yes, it hit like that to me. Like it wasn't that it was that because big that a tells twist. you that just... everything has never been Owen. Right, but think about what she does immediately after that. She like smooths her dress down. I mean, she was literally about to make out with a demon. Yeah, right? they were getting real handsy. And the thing is, I think the most crucially interesting scene in the whole thing is that little Christmas display when she walks in and sees the demon version of Owen. I don't know if you noticed, but in the fireplace, the flames were running backwards. So it was I did not realize a that. super creepy look because it was just a Christmas scene with a little Christmas music and a log. And he was sitting on a couch petting her hair and she was like asleep mm-hmm. and in his lap. But she was also standing over him looking down on like Christmas Carol, like show your future style. Right. And then you look across and the flames are going backwards and it's very not right. So then she's talking to him back and forth. And that's when he reveals to her, like, I had you. You were with me and then you left me. And now I tried to convince your husband to send you back to me to keep sending imposters. But I was like, you got to send the real one back to me. And he killed himself to protect you, but it's to no avail because now I'm just going to use your depression to convince you to kill yourself. And that's what the rest of the movie plays out as. How come the husband was never like, hey, honey, real quick, got a letter in the mail from something called the nothing says it wants you back. What's that about? Well, that's the thing is I, that's what I'm trying to say is I think Owen was more complicit in his possession than Mm. the, than we realize. I think, I think he was easier to corrupt and bring down than we realize just because he was a guy, (laughs) right? Like, like it was not this movie. It was the women that were going to solve it. It was always going to be, it was never going to be like Mel is the most useless character. It, he tells her one semi-useful factoid gets in her way most of the time and invites her to a lunch he never makes <laughs> and then shows up too late at the end to just like shrug. He like sees her, he sees her in a boat with a gun. He's like, wow, <laughs> mine's made up. Right. Who what other men are in this movie? The the guy at the the teacher who asks the dumbest questions and sets her off. There's, uh, Ma- there's Mel. The guy at the bookstore who doesn't answer anything. Right. She, she's like, what's this book about? He's like, what's a book? How do you read? <laughs> exactly. I don't know my ABCs. This is what I'm trying to say. But can we just real quick, I don't, I don't want this to go too long, but I just, I got to, how exquisite was the scene where she confronts the girlfriend? Like, she stalked her like a monster. Like she was stalking her in the shelves, like she was the killer. And when she confronts her, it is the coldest takedown. Her emotions Ooh. are like bricked in. Like she bait up her such mind. Such a great way to yeah, say. Yeah, like it. like she her, the frequencies aren't going out of bounds. Like yep. she is she's locked in. It's yep. almost kind of like like I felt like in that scene, David Attenborough could have started narrating. He's like, and now we have right. Beth cornering <laughs> predator and prey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She she's at that point uh, in the movie, her character is like she kind of has. I don't want to say it's like a downward spiral. It's like a it's it's like a a, a parallel spiral. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. she's not going down, but she's she's. Well, I, my theory is she's rising, but you're right. She's getting wrecked at the same time. Yeah, it, it's she. That's actually I, I think you're right. It's she's she's it's, she's like spiraling upwards. She's taking almost. hits every scene, but she's that. But she's relentless about it. She yeah. it, she doesn't let it phase her. Nope. Like you know, some movies you know they realize something, they get it real taken aback, and it's like, what are they going to do next? She just keeps taking information and charging forward, and yeah. there's just this brute force that you can't fuck with with her. With, which I really thought was awesome. But in that and scene... And there's this amazing moment when she asks the girl to take down her hair. Yes. She wants to see that she she how much of a look like she is to her. And the girl is just this employee at a bookstore. She's like... she And up to now, it's been normal. Then not normal, but she's been going along with it. And then Beth's like, take down your hair. She's like, why? And then Beth's like, because you slept with my dead husband. And I ask you nicely. And she just takes her hair down. Like, she just like, it might as well. She might as well cast a hair down spell on her. She's just like her, like her hair tumbles. That, down. What I really liked about and that. And then she comes back to talk to yes. her at with with the drinking scene at the house, which is their interactions are great. And she's like, "Do you?" She's like, "Let me get you something to drink." She's like, "Here's here's eight liters of brandy," and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> First of all, totally. just a little, just a little yeah. on some ice. Well, and she, remember in her thing of never doing what people tell her to do earlier, Claire's there and Claire is like, she goes, she goes to Claire, do you want a brandy? And Claire's like, no. And I don't want you to have one either. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And then in comes a bottle. Of brandy. And she's like, I, it's an acquired <laughs> taste. And I don't even, I don't even like it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, 
But with uh, that oh. scene with the bookstore mm-hmm. lady, what I really liked about that, and this is where I thought the movie got scary. There, there was a jump scene where Beth falls asleep, and like a second later, she like wakes up to to a haunt, uh, which which great transition, which got me. Yeah, yeah. great transition, and, and it was really scary. It is a jump scare, but um, it didn't feel cheap. I actually no, really because it wasn't it. just one jump scare on the other end of it. You didn't know what was happening. You were as disoriented as her. Yeah, there was a cool disorientation. Usually a jump scare, you like you just see the face or you see the thing. or you see Right. The, this one was like jump scare, but what the fuck? Exactly. But where the movie, I thought, started to get scary, it was in the implications of what could have happened. And by that time in the film, when you're starting to piece together like what the husband was doing and... Uh, all the motions that she was like, she said, you know, he, he uh, she went over to their house. They had a couple of drinks. He took her to this place. You know, they fooled around a little bit. And knowing that that lady has no idea right. that she was about to be murdered for, yep. for, for, for nothing. Right. For nothing. By nothing. For nothing. For nothing. By nothing. Right. Exactly. And murder in a horrible way because he's going to like he turn her into an idol. Yeah. Well, some of them, some of them get killed other ways, but like. That it looked like that was how she was going, and that that looked very painful. But the you know, no, it didn't look good at all. But she, it's kind of amazing because Owen had this charming, like softer side to him. And there's this amazing little moment where she's telling her, and she gets in where she's telling Beth how about what her interaction with the Beth's husband were, and she gets a little into the story, so she forgets a little bit where she is, and they both have been drinking a little. And she goes, so we just, you know, we, I went to the, you know, the house across the lake and, and that Beth hadn't even existed, which this casual person knew was going to have parties at, right? She's like, I went to the, I went to the house across the lake and, you know, we, you know, he just held me. I, I felt safe with him, you know? And she's like, I know. And she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> of course, of course oh, yeah. you know. He, husband, right? he put a ring on But it. it's a great moment because it's, it's a sign of that he wasn't just like this evil. He was like. A, a guy that people Mel liked him. Everyone liked him. Right? Yeah. No, I, um, I really dug the hell out of this movie and even the big, um, like ghost reveal at the end that they use for the poster where like they're hugging and like actually like physically touching super well done. Like the effects didn't look cheesy at all. Like she holds her hand up and it's just like the slightest little effect. She holds her hand up and you just see like the skin on her fingertips flatten out. And it's just like this little detail that, like, you know, it, it doesn't look obvious. It doesn't look like something like from uh, the only other movie I could really compare it to, which should be the most recent Invisible Man. But for some reason, I keep going back to Hollow Man. <laughs> right. it, it doesn't feel like that. Right. And she really genuinely feels like she's interacting with the ghost. And the camera work in this movie does a lot of interesting things. One, the way it frames the nothing throughout the movie. Um Especially like when it shows like the head and the head gets bigger and like comes at her. So good. That's like the 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 Fantasia stuff I was I was yep. thinking about. But um, at that scene when they finally have their interaction, it is a it's a cut of Beth you know, like a like a medium shot uh, of her head, and then the camera like pans up and stops head level of where the nothing's head would be like they they legitimately framed it as if that person was there totally and it just like you just feel it like you like i mean and it's just it's just the other side of her bathroom and what's really amazing is that they somehow never betray the real world explanation so like there are cases where if you really mentally commit and believe like your dead lover is there or whatever Mm -hmm. You could make your skin ripple, right? Just you could make muscles contract. I mean, people do weird contortions and stuff, right? right. So, but you never see him. You just see this rippling skin. But there, theoretically, if she's crazy enough, she could be doing that to herself, right? And then the next thing is she gets pulled through the mirror. But all we see is her head smash, smash into a mirror, and then she's like seeing the room really weird. But that could be a concussion, exactly, <laughs> right? They they do all the demon mayhem, but also keep the real world balance just right. It's so good. No, I I really I like it. the way they handled the nothing. I like how they started the the slow explanation of what the nothing was, and it's it's so weird, man. Like for for people who haven't watched it, it just feels like you know how like you know Dracula is a romance. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like mm-hmm. a death romance. It is. It felt like the 
things that were happening at the end with Renona Ryder's character yeah. and Gary Oldman's character at the end of the Coppola Dracula. If it shouldn't be happening and she shouldn't be attracted to him and the way Dracula looks at the end of the movie, no one <laughs> no, should be attracted to Zero. Right. But she is <laughs> somehow. Right. So like that's the, it, it, there's something happening here. Well, too. the nothing gets uh bonus points because uh, he can be a sexy banister. <laughs> he can be a handsome bookshelf. <laughs> You know, he can, <laughs> totally good. he can solve all your boyfriend Ikea problems. No, no sweat. Oh, dude, you could, he could, he could build you a shelf. Yeah, totally. 30 seconds. He could build your house backwards for you. But as a matter of fact, you know what? You know what? That's funny. It's funny you say that because I was thinking for a, a review. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how great would it be if mm-hmm. we had a uh, short review, you know, mm-hmm. just a, one or two sentences. First sentence, straightforward. Second sentence, write it completely mirror, backwards. Mirrors, <laughs> yeah, I, just, just yeah, write it com- I'm all completely for it. backwards. I'm all for it. I loved every reverse shot in this movie, especially like the reverse number sign, address sign on the house. All that looks I, so good. So I actually, it's funny I brought this up because I, I, there's something about whenever I watch a movie that I'm, I, I really enjoy and I find out it has a low budget, uh, it just makes me appreciate it even more. I don't know why. There's, totally. some, there's just something inherently cool about getting a group of creative people together for a relatively low budget and coming out with something uh, this masterfully crafted. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. $50,000. Yes. You can have the following. Okay. Okay. You can either have uh, the Nighthouse, mm-hmm. or would you rather have an Audi A5 Sportsback Premium Plus for $45,000? <laughs> What's your the pick? The Nighthouse. All right. 100%. What about, what about a 2021 Alfa Romeo? Nighthouse. All Not right. even tempted. What about a Kia? Who would want a Kia? Kia Stinger. What's that? It's going for, apparently, it's going for 46, 46K. What's a Stinger missile run? Oh, let me look that up. That's got to be millions of dollars. <laughs> Stinger missile. I'll probably take one of those. I'll sell that on eBay to the Ukraine. Well, let's see. Stinger missile cost. <laughs> this is a real thing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, George, you can have a Stinger missile for cool. oh, 40,000, 40, 38. Is that oh, right? Yeah, sweet. 38,000 to, oh, in the year 1980, before oh. So oh. today that's, uh, oh. no, you can't. No, that's, I don't want that. No, right now, a, a, a Stinger missile nowadays would uh, would cost you what? Uh, a, a one night of the living dead. One night, one night <laughs> of the living dead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Or, or 12, uh, this movie, Nighthouse. Or you could have a uh, you could have uh, uh, about a hundred paranormal activities. So totally. <laughs> the Stinger missiles where things totally. get a little things get a little totally. interesting. Well, huge caveats here because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I know you really like the movie. I I can't I still need imagine. to I still need to let it sit from it. Like yep. you enjoyed it, and, and not to cut you off, but you enjoyed yeah. it overnight. Like it, you're, yes. you're, this was this movie was the overnight oats for you. I. It, it grew on me, but I know that in the coming weeks, totally. it's going to grow on me uh, even more. And I would love to see what this this team does next. I, I would too. But that's the thing is though, I, I I can imagine watching this in a totally different way, where you think to yourself, as a matter of fact, we we watched this, and and Bill was like. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I love the nothing. Well, they have. I mean, basically, it was like it was a real world thing where it was just a crazy person, right? So I could see watching this movie and like repulsion interpreting it, right? And then not feeling right. that good about it. I think the problem with this movie is the 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 easiest way to read the plot turns the characters to hot garbage. So you have to read the plot the hard way, and then you have glorious characters, right? <laughs> right. But if you read it the easy way, you just have characters who have terrible plans, terrible taste in in lovers. If you if you look at it through that, this movie's title is "World's Worst Boyfriend." <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Matt. I mean, <laughs> she's like, "Hey, honey, I, we need to get something done." He's like, "Great, I'm gonna murder 15 women and myself, <laughs> and good luck." <laughs> like uh, the Owen. Oh, I won't be back tomorrow. Uh, that doesn't help <laughs> me at all. Also, I built you a shitty. Three room. I've seen kids build forts better than that. <laughs> than that. Well, I, a tree the house other thing, across the, the other thing was is you yeah, know it, it wasn't like terrible. a small little house that he built. In, in, no, it took the, a lot of work. Yeah. How did no one hear like the power tools? Yeah, that's <laughs> well. Yeah, that's, they, yeah. I mean, not, a, not to get. That's into why the I thought Mel thing. might have been in on it. 
because that that didn't make any sense. Because you know you get a power, you know you get a bus saw out on the, on the you know right across the lake. Everyone's gonna fucking hear. Yeah, that. they had one good shot at the beginning, and they talked about it for like one third of the movie because it echoed around. And everyone heard yeah, it. Yeah, birds like... flew away. <laughs> you know, but meanwhile, he's I mean, oh, maybe he learned he got a velvet hammer. I don't know what. <laughs> she was a pretty good teacher though. The one the one uh, mother came in and was like, my uh, son needs a B. That was great. She just gave it to him. I think my math teacher did that for me. <laughs> good. He, he he said he said, uh, have Nick meet me halfway, and I was like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'll take the C, my dude, Mr. Cups. Thank just, you so much. Just give it to me, Mr. Cups. Um, I'm glad Mr. Cups isn't haunted, presumably. Uh, as far as I know, he's still alive. Right, but he was never possessed. I don't know that. You, do you know, the amount of cups are good, man. Like, I don't know. I worked at a Sears one time, and he came that. in, and, oh. and I was like, you kind of you're still doing stuff? And he was like, yeah, yeah, And then his head spun, and I was like, I think he's... I think, <laughs> God damn it. I, think, I do this guy. I think he might, I think he might, <laughs> I think he, I think he might <laughs> be. This guy was terrible. Trouble. Oh, Jesus So let Christ. us know what you think of the night house. You, if you probably, if you weren't like us, and you, you saw it, and our Ed didn't miss it, and you remember anything from it, it was know. It was, again, I, there are so many... Uh, like movies and TV shows coming out, that this was one that I I was certainly familiar uh, with, like the poster mm-hmm. and like the imagery and the colors of it. So mm-hmm. like I knew I knew what it was, but there's just so much shit nowadays that just flies by it. And I'm glad we took well, time. Well, I to I missed watch I mixed it up with uh, the Empty Man, and then I was avoiding it because I thought it was too long. But that's the Empty Man. <laughs> yeah, the Empty. How long? The Empty, empty Man's Man is like two twenty. Oh yeah, no. right. So, but and so then I, but I thought this would be two twenty, and then when we found out the night house wasn't the empty man and it was much shorter, I was like, hell yeah, let's. Oh yeah, we were, we were, we were, instantly, <laughs> we were instantly there. So if you like this episode and you like the night house, give us a five star review on the old uh, iTunes. Just yeah. review, give us nothing, just just nothing five stars, things? nothing. Oh, don't make me do that. <laughs> the only the only time people have ever say that. to do something backwards is when I watched. You remember the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold? And he gets pulled over. I think we watched. Yes, I do. And then the officer pulls him over. He's like, "Say your alphabet." And then he gets the Z. And he goes, "But now do it backwards." (laughs) That always. That always. That's that. I I think about that at least at least three or four times a year. And I'm like, "Can I do my ABCs backwards?" No. So I definitely can't do nothing. (laughs) You're like big no thanks. Yeah, I know. So that's a that's a weird fear of mine. We'll be impressed if you do it. Okay, so comment comment nothing backwards. I believe in you. Five stars. Until next time. Stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Don't do nothing. Full circle. <laughs> See is. you next time. Bye, guys.